In human history, there are countless artifacts said to carry powers beyond our scope of understanding. The Ark of the Covenant, the Holy Grail, the Lands of Longinus, the Shroud of Turin. These artifacts have inspired countless explorers, archaeologists, theologists, and other scholars who pursue the secrets behind their origins, and whether they are in possession of actual powers. It would only stand to reason, then, that amongst the kindred, the descendants of Cain, there exists similar artifacts of power. Indeed, having lived side by side with humanity for thousands of years, and having powers that many mortals would describe as divine, the children of Cain have produced great and terrible things throughout history. Whether it is ancient and potent texts of necromancy written by Cappadocius, the antediluvian of death himself, or weapons wielded by legendary kindred such as Dracula and Troil, rumors and myths flourish amongst the scholarly inclined vampires of the modern age. One of the most known and feared objects of power is the Eye of Hazimel. This massive slimy orb is, indeed, the eye of an ancient and powerful Ravnos Methuselah. With it, its wielder could channel the Methuselah's power of manipulating the elements and bringing forth spouts of molten magma from the very earth itself, to causing powerful and horrifying hallucinations and to play with human flesh as if it was mere putty. The eye would take a heavy toll on its wielder, who could only use its full powers if they replaced one of their own eyes with it, and Leopold, a young kindred of Atlanta, caused untold destruction before he was finally brought down low. The eye was wanted by many different factions, including the followers of Set, who wished to use its powers to reveal the locations of the antediluvians of other clans and destroy them and while it fell into their hands for a short while, it was eventually reunited with its original owner by Beckett, who traveled to India to seek them out. At least that is one version of the story, but as the Ravnos have yet to become a coherent clan once more, if they ever will, there is little to corroborate Beckett's story. The true vessel is of some more dubious origins, and is said to have contained the last bit of Cappadocius's soul and vitae, kept from Augustus Giovanni when the latter attempted to diabolize his sire. Japheth, one of the few remaining loyal Cappadocians, secured it with the help of a newly turned Cappadocian, and hid it away from the Giovanni so that they would never truly finish what they had started. Some say that it has been hidden in the library of Erzies, but that it disappeared when Claudius Giovanni, the child of Augustus, burned the temple containing it to the ground. The Diabolary of Cappadocius is likened by the remaining Cappadocians as a great betrayal of their clan by the Ventru and the fledgling Camarilla, who did little to prevent it from happening, in fact even backing it in some regard. Of significantly more age and power is the Tablet of Destiny, this mythological item, for no vampire walking the earth these nights is known to have seen it, has many different theories of what it has written upon it. It is said that Enoch, one of Cain's first childer, and one of the sires of the Antediluvians, wrote down upon it all laws for mankind and the first city, while others argue that it contains rather the chronicles of his blood powers, chronicles that would give any kindred who could decipher them immeasurable power. The Mulcavian prophet Anatole even believes that it was a series of prophecies for every kindred who had ever and would ever be, and thus a story of all of Canaanite's histories from the first murder to the end times. Ishtar, the rumored antediluvian of the Toreadors, is said to have tried to take the tablet from Enoya, the founder of the Gangrel, and that this may have been the cause of their rivalry. 
from a similar time period is a sword of Troil, said to have been used by the rebellious child as they smote their sire, the Bruja Antediluvian. Troil supposedly struck their sire down and then drained their heart's blood, becoming, in a sense, an Antediluvian themselves, if not by age, then by power, and that all Bruja of today are descendants of them. The sword is supposedly lost, hidden somewhere in Greece, close to or inside of Mount Athos, a mountain said to have been created when the giant Athos challenged the gods of Olympus, throwing a boulder so massive that when it landed in the Aegean Sea, it became a mountain. The Sword of Troil is said to be so big that no one but its original wielder could actually use it with one hand, and that a splinter of Bruja's soul somehow lodged itself in the blade, allowing the wielder to tap into the Antediluvian's legendary powers. On the topic of swords is the one that is said to have belonged to Vlad the Impaler himself. The Sword of Dracula was forged by the Tsimitsi's father, Vlad Dracul, with the help of the infamous Durga Sin, the Ravnus Seer and Witch, and her knowledge of the demon Kupala. It is a Koldunic weapon that is said to have powers off and takes power from the ancient sorcery of the fiends. This blade has the ability to drain the blood of any it cuts, darkening as it absorbs the precious vitae, allowing no blood to spill from the wound until it is withdrawn. It could also perform diablery upon kindred if it delivered the killing blow, although this was an unintended side effect as Dargasin had designed it to be able to contain and imprison the essence of Kupala. It of course cannot convey the souls of those it has slain to its owner, they are bound to the blade forever, unable to be reached, although their voices whisper and plead in unison for release. Durgasin had indeed intended for the blade to be used against the ancient demonic spirit under the lands of Transylvania and the Carpathian Mountains, but Dracula, who inherited the blade, knew not enough of this presence to know it for what it truly was. He assumed it was an imprisoned spirit of the land and sought to free it, hoping to use its powers to assume a tighter control of his homelands. The sword was lost to Dracula for some time, stolen by those who wished to use its powers in thaumaturgical rituals, but he regained it some time later, yet at that point he would come to realize the implications of what releasing Kupala would mean, and thus abandoning this plot. Yet he has yet to destroy the blade, as he keeps it around in case he would ever change his mind. This sword is also reputed to have a sister, Einkern, which is said to be in the possession of the Teutonic Knights of Vienna. It is a Turkish blade, and like Dracula's, is able to drain the blood of its victims. Undeniably, there are many legendary swords amongst the Canites, and the Sword of Null is another one with a sordid history. Forged by the demon-possessed Ventru Tiamat in ancient Sumer in order to be used in defense of the city of Ur against attackers from Uruk, indeed, part of the recent Tiamat, or Lantla as she was then called, allowed herself to be possessed, was the creation of this blade, and thus it holds a bittersweet place in her heart. The blade, and the demon, granted Tiamat incredible power, but of course at an equally, if not steeper, price. In a moment of clarity, she threw the weapon into the river Tigris and took the demon entirely within herself. The sword would remain there for hundreds of years until it was found by a warrior of the Abbasid Caliphate. He wielded it during a civil war, but died nonetheless, and the weapon was found by one of the poor looting the battlefields afterwards. It made its way to the Bayit al-Hima, the House of Wisdom, where scholars studied it for some time until it was stolen by a Bruja thief who brought it to Jerusalem before being slain. A Christian crusader then brought it to Europe and passed it down through generations as a family heirloom, yet each one who owned it suffered great misfortune, 
In the mid-15th century, the Tremere finally found it. They studied it and then locked it away, realizing perhaps the weight of its cursed nature. However, a Malkavian anarch by the name of Antoine stole it through unknown means, but escaping the Chantry turned out to be no challenge, as the blade easily dispatched of any foes. And from then, it somehow wound up in the hands of Cuthbert Beckett, who would end up regretting winning it, as this made him a target of the noted infernalist Dylan Bruce, a red-listed Ventruentry tribute. The weapon is exceptionally lethal in the hands of even the most rudimentary swordsmen, and it causes wounds that vampires, and indeed even werewolves, are quite unable to heal through normal means. As for its current whereabouts, it is unknown, although Beckett is rumored to have dropped the sword in the Mediterranean. The Sargon Codex may not be a weapon per se, but if wielded by one who can decode it, it provides access to some truly horrifying spells, amongst them the Ritual of the Anointment, which is said to grant the caster godlike powers. It is rumored to have been written by Cappadocius himself before his embrace, and to have been all his knowledge as a powerful mortal mage. These memories he lost during his embrace, and after it Cappadocius is said to have not been able to find his old writings, even though he looked for them for many many years. In the Middle Ages this codex was broken into many pieces, and the one containing the Ritual of the Anointment, the Sargon Fragment, is a highly sought after piece of writing as, if one can decipher the writing, it would grant immense powers. Yet only the most skilled mages or necromancers would be able to make sense of its complexity. The fragment is said to have fallen into the hands of the Vatican by the 1600s, handed to them by the founders of the Camarilla for safekeeping, yet it was stolen in 1666, but thought to have been destroyed in the Great Fires of London. With the physical copy gone, one may be able to find a replica of it in the Shadowlands, but the chances for that are slim indeed. Finally, for each legendary artifact there are dozens less so, unknown relics of still great power who lay resting in vast Tremere archives, or as trophies on the walls of ancient Simizi castles. The Ventru prince of a city may have only come to power because of an artifact granting him the power to manipulate reality, or perhaps that wandering Gangrel has sworn to forever carry with her a ring of unspeakable evil lest it fall into the hands of those who would use its power for their own gains. Indeed, the Well of Darkness has beings far older and more powerful than mere kindred or mages, and they will grant their boons to those they see worthy, or those whom they believe will bring about their will in the world. This video was brought to you by my patron, the Antediluvian Dugal, who wished to know more about the ancient and powerful relics and artifacts of the World of Darkness. I hope this provides some good inspiration and entertainment, and I thank you so much for your support of my work.